Welcome to the 22nd episode of Mr. Schindler's Neighborhood. This episode, you will get our weekly football picks with Brock Grable, looking at the XFL. Uh, the best thing I've seen this week, uh, we're going to get a little bit of sports talk, uh, focusing on maybe college basketball a little bit. And then I'm going to have a student interview with one of Mrs. Nelson's students, uh, Kendall Hubby. Hope you enjoy. All right, Mr. Schindler with Brock Grable for our weekly football pick segment again, Brock. So first week of picking XFL games, which was exciting. Uh, I got to watch it a little bit. I know you did too, and just interesting some of the different dynamics that they have. But we picked four games last week. Uh, you went two and two, which improved your record to forty-nine and thirty-six. I went three and one, which uh, improved my record to fifty-seven and twenty-eight, which actually gave me another game in the standings. I'm up eight now. But you did pick, we had a head-to-head matchup. I said, I'm going to run with Dallas, you're going to run with St. Louis, and your Battlehawks beat my uh, Renegades. So, uh, big win for you there, I guess. But this weekend, we'll start, uh, we're going to pick four games, okay? So, you did your homework, I told you to do it. So, we got the first one we're going to start with is this. The New York Guardians at the D.C. Defenders. Just so you know, both teams won last week, so they're 1-0. Who are you taking? I'm taking New York. You're you're going New York, okay? I like that pick. I really do. But I just like D.C. I saw their quarterback. I think it was, uh, what was his name? I think he used to be the Temple quarterback, but he was uh, electric. He had a couple, I think, rushing touchdowns. They look, they look like they like to spread He's a Russian quarterback. Yeah, so I like that. And they're at home. I'm going to take the D.C. defenders. You're taking uh, the Guardians. Okay, next one on Saturday will be Tampa Bay Vipers, who you l- picked last week against... Uh, Seattle Dragons. Both teams are 0-1. I'm taking Seattle because Tampa Bay, they're not playing so good. Their offense. Yeah, they didn't score last week, so or touchdown anyways. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Seattle. you got to realize, Tampa Bay traveling to Seattle, that is from one side of the country to the other. Mm-hmm. They're traveling across country. That's just, you know, time zone change, too. you got to take that into effect. Uh, all right, Sunday, you have Dallas Renegades, my team, at uh, LA Wildcats. So, who are you taking? I'm taking the um, um, Renegades. Yeah, me too. Me too. Here's why. Wildcats fired their defensive coordinator after one game, so they're bringing in a new coach just to coach defense this week. I think that's going to be tough to do. So Dallas, you know, they have a really good roster. I think they'll respond. So, All right, last one of the week. Your St. Louis Battlehawks at the Houston Roughnecks. So the 1-0 Battlehawks versus the 1-0 Roughnecks. Who you got? I'm taking Battlehawks. You are. I figured you would, and I'm going to go Roughnecks. Roughnecks have scored the most touchdowns in the league through one week. They look good when I watched uh, a little bit, so I'm going to go Houston. So really, we agreed on two, and we disagreed on two, so we'll see how this goes. But XFL, if any of you haven't che- watched it, check it out this yes, week. Well, come to the office, please. There's two games on Saturday. One. Love the announcements. Uh, one is at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. The other one's at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. And then on Sunday, you got two games, one at 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC, and then one at 6 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. So they're getting national broadcasts, and, uh, you know, it's just good if you have, need that football fix. So, Mr. Schindler with my uh, student guest this week, who comes from Mrs. Nelson's room. It is Kendall Hubdy, someone who I have in math class every day. So I said, Kendall come on she said yep I said we could talk math it's all good but Kendall how's uh sixth grade been so far this year 
being over in the big school compared to uh, over there? What do you think? It's quite a change. I mean, it's pretty easy when I got used to it because I, I like it because, I mean, I feel a little more independent. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's just going to get more like that as time goes on. Oh, yeah, next so, year for sure. Yeah. It's sort of like a, it's a transition year for yeah. you guys. Yes. You know, it's when you compare it to like riding a bike, right? Yes, yes. This is maybe we're towards that end of the training wheels coming off type of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I like that it's like in the middle of the whole school system. Mm-hmm. So it's like that one point between an elementary and high school. Yeah, for sure. So what's your favorite subject, math, or not math, excuse me, what's your favorite class? Um, Like, uh, just like class. Yeah. We do. All right, mm-hmm. I th- I either math or science because math is probably my strong suit. Yep. And then science is just fun. <laughs> and there's because there's math in science though too. Yes. And exactly. science is more hands-on. It's all that. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, good. Well, I really enjoy having your math. We'll talk about... Actually, I'll just go off topic now. Of course. Um, Kendall has earned the nickname from me. I call her Arnold. Mm-hmm. Arnold means uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. Yeah. Because we do uh, around the world type of game with flashcards, and Kendall will go all the way around without losing. So I call her... She's a machine. Yeah. Which is the Terminator, the machine. So you've, yeah. you've earned that nickname. Yes. Um, what's your favorite food? Um, For me, it's probably going to be sushi. Sushi. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I've, not, I've never heard that from a sixth grader. So you eat a lot of sushi? Um, I know that we get it from Hornbachers and Fargo sometimes. Okay. And if you go out, do you guys go to sushi places? Um, We went to a sushi place in Washington State a few months back. And it that, was really good. That's like right on the ocean over yeah. there. So yeah, I bet that is good. Yeah. Okay. How about, do you have a favorite sport or, I mean, activity maybe if it's not sport? Um, I'm not a huge sports person, mm-hmm. but like I remember in PE when we had our badminton unit. Badminton. I love that sport. Yeah, it's a good sport. Yes. I don't think you need to be um, super athletic to be good at badminton. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a sport where it sort of levels the playing field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're into this stuff, so I threw this one on there. Favorite video game? Um, I'm currently playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. On your Nintendo Switch. Switch. Okay. Yeah, that was th- all those were Christmas presents, okay. and I'm really liking it so far. Good. So you're a Pokemon person. Yes. See, I I uh, I was. I'm not <laughs> currently a Pokemon person more, but yeah. Growing up, I had my little original Game Boy. Yeah. I had like Pokemon Yellow and Red on it and Blue. Uh huh. And I went up to my Nintendo uh, Game Boy Advance, and I had a Game Boy Color too in there. So I used to play Pokemon. And obviously, I still keep my Pokemon cards on my desk. Sometimes yeah. I show you guys in class. So yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, Pokemon was fun, and I wish I would. You know, love. Yeah. I'd love to waste a day just playing my Game Boy. That'd yes. be fun. Yeah. Um, do you? I know I warned you about this, and maybe made you a little nervous. But uh, do you have a favorite quote? Um, I did manage to think of one, like that one from Wonder. Like when you have the choice between being kind or whatever that other. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was, but that quote I really liked and, that. Like one. be kind. I choose be kind. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. From Wonder? Yeah, I'm that's, pretty sure it's what it's from. Yeah, that's a great book. Good movie, but even a better book. Yeah, I remember that. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I, I've thought about that, and I've still have, I'm still having trouble deciding. I have some time left, though, which is good, but mm-hmm. probably something in technology. My parents have been bringing up, they want, they're want they thinking that they, want, they might want me to be an engineer. I, you know, <laughs> it's funny. When I asked this question, that was the answer I had in my head for you. Yeah. Because it deals with members, it deals with science. It's that, you know, I mean, it's to it, me, it's perfect for you. Yeah, that's so, what I thought. And you like those equations and you like all that stuff. And, yeah. Um, it's, I, I enjoy having you in math because yes. you, most of the, I mean, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. In, yes. if, uh And I like to use you as, basically, 
you you help teach kids too you know so it's yes. not just me so like it, ex explaining is really my thing yeah and you're good at explaining and sometimes students don't understand when it comes from a teacher to a student but yeah. the peer-to-peer -peer interactions yeah, like, the you, way you can explain it can it just makes more sense yeah so, like you talked about that in math class yeah yeah that's what i mean we all uh you know we're all going to the same place but we all take mm -hmm. different routes type of type yeah, of thing so exactly um and it just one thing about you too, you're very polite, and uh, there was that comment made today about how you know you talk mature, and you do, yeah. and I think that's that's key for you too. That's, that's the kind of person I like to be. Good. Well, if you continue with that, <laughs> as a sixth grader, you're already talking like that and being like that. I think you're setting yourself up to be, uh, you know, very successful and do great things for the world. So that's what I'm trying to do. Hey, that's all you can do, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have anything for me? Because I don't want to keep you from your lunch. Um, I. I really don't know because I know that there have probably been questions for you in the past. Yeah. So I, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head right now. That's okay. Well, Kendall, thank you for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me here. Absolutely. All right. Quote this week is one I've recently pulled out of the book I'm reading, but it goes a little something like this. Nothing is more powerful than a positive thought joined with positive action so to me it means this you know it's great if you have a positive thought but it means nothing if you don't put positive action with it so when you do get these positive thoughts put a positive action with it you know put it in action and nothing is more powerful than that and that is truly the power of positivity best thing I've seen this week uh, currently in my room there's a, a group of girls and maybe a few boys mixed in not really sure who's all part of this but they are taking gum wrappers so like the foil part of gum wrappers and I don't know how they saw this but it sticks to our brick wall like it just sticks and I've asked them to tell me what the science is and they don't even know the science behind it and, and I would be interested to know but it just sort of covers our bricks and it's sort of cool it's sort of changing silver but anyway they've uh made this into a big deal so a lot of people know about it and uh best thing i've seen is i've gotten high schoolers now that i'll come in and say hey can i see that gum wall so they'll come look at the foil that's covering the wall and they think it's pretty cool and now too we have uh, high schoolers delivering their gum wrappers so they know that these uh kids want the gum wrappers so it's fun just to see some older kids come in and deliver gum wrappers or things like that so cool how we can mix in the sixth grade with the older kids and it's just a unique little project too they're doing i i can't really explain it um maybe i'll have to get a picture of it um after a while here let it get a little bit bigger and then put it on class dojo so you guys can see that all right sports so last weekend or last week you know i talked about the duke unc game and if any of you followed sports, you looked last weekend. That Duke-UNC game was an instant classic. And, you know, not surprised. I, I knew it was a rivalry game, so you can throw out those records. The fact that UNC was below 500, I mean, that does not matter. It's UNC-Duke. They, they don't like each other. You know, they rise up for each other, and it's just always an entertaining game. And last week didn't disappoint. And I'll tell you what, Duke's lucky to win that game. I mean, UNC, I'll play them for... You know, essentially 98% of that game. Duke was fortunate in the end because, you know, UNC missed some free throws. Maybe some calls didn't go their way. Calls didn't go Duke's way, you know, so whatever. But it comes down to this. UNC missed 17 free throws. You don't deserve to win a game. 
But watch the highlights. Trey Jones made an unbelievable play. You see it a lot. Team, you have to purposely miss a free throw. And to execute it perfectly, I mean, that rarely happens. And he shot it straight off the rim where he was able to get it. Uh, lost the ball a little bit, dribbled, and hit a jumper from about, I guess you could say the right elbow a little bit, fade into his left, forced overtime. And what I mean by that is how hard it is. Just the other night I was watching uh, Marquette and Villanova. And Marquette's best player, the nation's leading scorer, Marcus Howard, same situation. And he absolutely missed the rim. It went straight above, hit the backboard, and bounced back, which is a violation because it has to hit the rim. So, I mean, it just shows you how hard it is. And even the top scorer in the nation struggled to do that. So, Trey, in a clutch moment, in the biggest rivalry in college basketball, executed that. It's unbelievable. And then you go to overtime, and Duke was fortunate again. Duke went up five, and then UNC went like a 9-1 run. And then Duke made it interesting again at the end. They got the ball back, and... Trey Jones, almost in a similar situation, makes the first free throw, ties it up, misses. Ball gets tipped back. He's in the same spot. Shoots a similar jumper, but he airballs it. But there's Wendell Moore. Catches it, puts it in at the buzzer, and Duke wins on a buzzer beater. Pretty crazy. But anyway, talking about college basketball, I think you're starting to see there's probably, I don't know, seven or eight teams that legitimately can win it this year. So I'm happy Duke's one of them. And... uh, it's just it's starting to take shape. So um, March Madness is not that far away. So I know Selection Sunday is probably, what, three, four weeks away, something like that. So um, it's coming up. It's uh, one of the best times of the year. I love Selection Sunday, so get used to that. I know I'm not a huge Gophers fan, but they got a big game against Iowa this weekend. They're really trying to uh, get into the tournament. So if Gophers can knock off Iowa, I think that's really going to help their chances. But... One big thing I do want to talk about is the NBA All-Star Game this weekend. Uh, you have Team LeBron and Team Giannis, and I think Team LeBron's all wearing number two, which is in memory of Kobe Bryant's daughter, uh, Gianna, Gigi. So that's really cool. And then uh, Team Giannis, I believe, is wearing 24, all in honor of Kobe. So I think if you watch the NBA All-Star Game this weekend, there's going to be a lot of um, things, you know, about Kobe and about his family and about Gianna, so, which is which it totally should be because that guy's a legend and, uh, you know, she was amazing too. So it's good to remember them and for them to honor them like that. And uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Mr. Coach uh, Ryan Baumstead there. Last night they had a big win over Crookston. Um, so right now they're the sixth seed in their subsection, but you know what? They have a legit chance to jump up a five or four. Need to win a couple more here because it's that fun old QRF formula, but. Crookston had a really good QRF last night, and they were the three seed in the north half of the section. So big win for them. Some good momentum here to end the year and head into playoffs. So I'd love to see him get that five. We'd love even more like, or I'd love it even more to see that four seed get him a home playoff game. So best of luck to Lady Trojans, and I believe the boys won last night in Thieves. So uh, girls' playoffs start about what, two weeks, and then boys will be a week after. So like I said, playoff basketball March Madness is just around the corner. This week in math was uh, a little different because of our uh, midweek blizzard that threw our, I guess, order of things off. So just so you're aware, Monday we continued with um, angles of polygons from the previous week, last week. So just our equation that we used is uh, S, which stands for the sum of all angles, equals N minus 2 times 180. The N represents the number of sides. So when you get a polygon, you just count the number of sides, you plug it in to the for n, 
and then you go, let's say it's a octagon, so then you go eight minus two, which is six, and times that by 180, and that would equal S. So your sum of all angles, we did that Friday, looked at that again on Monday. Then we talked about similar figures on Tuesday. I'm trying to think of the days here, yes. Tuesday, and we also talked about similar triangles. So similar figures are basically figures that are the same shape, but different sizes. And how do we look at them to decide if they are similar? You would match up their sides, make a ratio of their sides, and then you would simplify the ratios. And when those ratios are in simplest form, if they're equal, then they are similar figures. And then we looked at triangles. So similar triangles are looking at their angles. Um, if they have two of the same angles, then that means the third angle is the same because they have to add up to 180 degrees. Therefore, they are similar triangles. And it comes down to this. Do they have, um, you, you know, it's congruent angles. If they do, they're similar. If they don't, they're not. So simple like that. Wednesday, uh, like I said, we had our e-learning. So I provided um, some material on triangles, some materials on uh, polygons. And it was also an MCA review, but it covered what we were also uh, doing currently. So uh, that was good. And then yesterday we did a little um, review of just angles, triangles, and some things in class. Because I was going to take a test, but everything got thrown off. So now today, since it's Valentine's Day, we're going to do just some Valentine's Day activities in here. And then next week, remember, no school Monday. Tuesday we'll play our Jeopardy, Unit 9 Jeopardy game, and we'll be taking our Unit 9 test. Which means Thursday and Friday we'll be starting to look at... Uh, surface area and volume so we'll look at some three-dimensional figures next week and then talk about surface area so uh, fun stuff and then probably the following week because there's only three sections in this uh, unit 10 we'll start unit 11 maybe the following week or the week after and that's looking at probability I love probability uh, just you know love taking the deck of cards out and you know what's the probability of drawing a three or you know um, heart things like that so um, like that stuff and that's coming up too but I uh, just remember be aware that next Monday we do not have school and then I believe next Friday is also CPT so things to uh, look ahead to and with that my watch is ended